Planescape Torment, the unofficial audio series. A narrative let's play adapted and produced by Revoke GM. Combining in-game audio with additional voice acting through dialogue and descriptions to improve your listening experience. Rediscover the amazing story of the 1999 cult classic isometric video game, Planescape Torment, like you've never heard before. Back at the bar, you see a trim, muscular man. A pulse of static flexes in his hand as he casually strokes a fine sword slung about his waist. He's dressed in clothing that is comparatively clean and mundane compared to most of the outfits you've seen in the city. He carries himself with an air of supercilious arrogance. He also looks dramatically out of place here. As you wait for Barkas's attention, he turns to you and asks, Stranger! What do you want? What knowledge do you seek? Uh, excuse me? Who are you? I am Alais, warrior of renown. Surely you have heard of me. No. Can it truly be? Can it truly be that none in this town have heard of me or my exploits? Alas, I shall have to prove myself all over again. And here I thought my fame had spread across the world. What world are you from? I come from the city of Aliburn on the River Tame. Surely you have heard of its glories and wonders. No matter, no matter. This place is benighted and ignorant when it comes to the splendors of true cities. I am told that my land is what is called a prime by the denizens of this city. Though a prime of what, I don't know. How did you get here? I was chasing my old foe, the villainous lifeshade Tyr Tanalel. He pauses, waiting for acknowledgement and then continues. He conjured his demonic magic and opened himself a doorway and hurled himself through it. Before he could flee me entirely, I threw myself after him and found myself here. Oh, I get it. You're one of the clueless. He bristles, reddening, and his hand clutches convulsively around the hilt of his sword. Clueless, is it? I take offense to your words, Sarah, and bid you farewell in the hopes that we should never cross paths again. He turns away from you still flushed with pride and rage. Oh, oh, come now. Just a few questions. He sighs heavily and eyes you with disdain. <sighs> then be on with it, scarred one. Ask and be done. Uh, who are you again? His eyes smolder. Mm, you have insulted me enough, friend. I will have no further discourse with you. He turns away entirely, flushing with stung pride, and no amount of cajoling on your part can induce him to turn back to you. <sighs> And what'll it be this time? Anything more you can tell me of the fiends in the corner there? Mm, not really. I don't like to deal with them. I feel like they're staring right at my soul. However... He reaches under the bar and heaves out a heavy, iron-clad bottle, stoppered with what looks to be a large scorpion stinger. <sighs> they're about the only bashers who can handle this. Beatorian whiskey. Cost me more than I care to confess to order it in, so I'm just pleased to see it off. <laughs> you want to try a nip? He wiggles his eyebrows, and a mischievous grin illuminates his face. Why not? He places a shot of some steaming substance that looks like boiling urine in front of you. The fumes that waft your way, however, are exquisitely tempting. The taste, though nearly unbearably hot, is as smoky as the scent. 
The feel of the liquor burning its way to your gut is almost painful, yet even this pain is sweet. The barkeep's eyes widen. Still standing? <laughs> Most folks can't even make it halfway through the first shot. I, I feel fine. I, I don't even feel anything. The barkeep considers you carefully, resting his chin on his hand. <laughs> you know, Carter, the sun has have a natural immunity to poisons and such. Some folks call Baba poison. If that's the case, chances are good you got yourself a handy little defense against poisoners. <laughs> well, what do you know? I'm gonna go have a chat with them. Yeah, just be careful what you agree to. Thanks. The two scaled fiends are both almost identical in appearance. In addition to the pierced left ears, both are black-hued and reptilian, with bat-like wings tucked behind their shoulders. One, however, is missing a tooth on its right side, and the other has a deep scar under its left eye. Ah, Tagarin, our old friend, has returned to pay us a visit. So he has, Athelgrin, so he has. Yet his eyes do not gleam as once they did. What do you suppose brings him back to us? What does bring you back to us, friend? Back? <laughs> Who are you? Ah, Athelgrin, time has robbed our companion's memory. You honestly do not recall us, do you? Truly, I am aggrieved. But... As am I, Tagarin, truly aggrieved. Yet I rest easy. It has, after all, been many hundreds of years, and we know how the minds of mortals tend to dissipate with age. Ah, well spoken. Well spoken. Old friend, we are a pair of Abishai on leave from our current assignments in Beator. I am Tagarin, the thrice damned. So named for my ability to find the best in every situation. This is Athelgrim, who has earned himself no special name, though not for lack of trying. Lack of trying? What do you mean? Athelgrim ignores you as it responds to its companion. And once again, Tagarin, you have cut straight to the truth of the matter. Though perhaps it is best not to have earned the sort of notice one bearing the name Thrice Damned must surely have incurred. Maud whispers to you, Boss, I don't like this. They're not supposed to be here. The Blood War hasn't kicked the Celestials' asses bad enough that any fiend can go on furlough. They want something. Tread carefully. Once again, I maintain that any notice is better than no notice at all. The Abishai turns back to you. Old friend, does this answer your question to our identities? I suppose it'll have to do. I do have some other questions. Some questions? Perhaps we have the answers. We are certainly eager to aid you, old friend. Why are you here? This is the Smouldering Corpse Tavern. One of the more entertaining taverns your kind has seen fit to erect in this city. The poetic justice of the burning fellow at the front of the establishment is really quite a fine touch. I meant... You meant what? What are you doing here? What are we doing? Why is it not perfectly clear, old friend? We are on leave from our beloved assignment, taking for ourselves some much-needed rest, and perhaps inducing some additional recruitment for our glorious cause. Our superiors fully support our presence, to be sure. In a more immediate sense, we are taking our entertainment in this delightful establishment. And of course, we are celebrating the return of our old friend. 
However, the stench of the breezes, which occasionally waft the scent of goodness in the door, debases us somewhat, leaving us physically, mentally, and spiritually weaker. Fortunately, the air in this ward of the city carries a delicious tang of pain and supplication. Wouldn't you agree? The fiend smiles broadly at you. Tell me about fiends. As we see it, there are two kinds of fiends. Those who are correct and those who are not. Our side, that of the Beetzu, is correct. The other side, that of the cursed, hated, chaotic Tanari, is incorrect and must be exterminated. We hold the Tanari directly responsible for the blood war. Were it not for them, we could have settled the lower plains in peace and wouldn't have all the bother of fighting this wretched war. Nor would the unfortunate spillovers into the other plains be such a cause for concern among the Nambi-Pambian do-gooders. The Tenari are directly to blame for the multiverse's sad state of affairs. That's not really what I was asking. I wanted to know what differentiates you from them. The fiend pauses for a moment, and then brightens. Ah, yes. You see, we represent law and order. Those who break the law must be punished. If we have no law, we have only anarchy. And surely you see what anarchy has done for the abyss. It has spawned horrors beyond imagining. Any excesses the Bad Zoo State may have indulged in are simply to counter the rising tide of chaos represented by the Tanadri. We mean no harm to anyone. We just prefer to understand where the boundaries are. I see. I had some other questions. More questions? Perhaps we have a question for you. What is it you are seeking here? I'm looking for a journal. I keep no journals, friend. And I counsel that you should not either. Ask my dear comrade Tagarin why, and you shall receive enlightenment. Very well. Tagarin, why should I not keep a journal? (laughs) Because, friend, it is easy to make the mistake of committing a true word to posterity, and easier still for someone you once trusted. He shoots a glance full of venom at Athelgrim. To find that word and use it against you. Indeed, it can even lead to actions tantamount to desertion. Leaving or losing a journal can cost you your very existence. I see. That's absolutely preposterous. They no longer seem to be paying any attention to you and are wrapped up in their own private feud. Pass, I'm more shallow than ever that these barks ain't on the up and up. Sounds to me like they deserted. Like they're looking for some angle that'll elevate their status in Beador. You don't want to be talking to them, boss. You don't know what game they're playing, and you could get burned. Literally. All right, Mort. Um, I'm done with them. Back at the bar, Alais is still sulking. The Prime looks at you with disgust. What do you want? Relax. I, I didn't truly mean any offense. From your attitude, it appears to me that you need nothing further from me. And it would please me greatly if you would not trouble my presence with yours. Good day. He turns stiffly away from you. Look, I apologize for what I said to you before. I'm just curious of how you came to be here. You have said what you have said, and I have taken it to heart. Yeah, 
never let it be said that I am entirely rigid. What would you ask of me? What can you tell me about this place? This is a tavern, one of the familiar sights of home. At least it would be, were it not for the fiendlings in the corner and the endless strangeness that parades before my eyes. I find that at least there is some humanity in this place, for which I am grateful. You're a prime, aren't you? If you mean that I am from the true world by that, then, then yes, I am a prime. I am a warrior of some small renown there, and while I may not know all the loopholes of this new land, neither would I call myself clueless, as you and some of the local volats around here have done. No, alright, let's just call off the insult, shall we? Call it even? Not until you apologize, villain. He looks like he's spoiling for a fight. Or shall I provoke you more? Very well, then. I apologize. Then... Then... Then I suppose, as a point of honor, I must accept your apology. Very well. In return, I offer my apology as well. Let us set the matter aside and speak no more of it. Have you spoken to the patrons of this tavern? Other than Barkis and you, I have met only the elderly Eb Greekneys, who has been instructing me in the ways of the city and the plains. My foe's spell must have catapulted us far across the world, for I know of no plains near our former location. N no, no. Plains. A a as in planes of existence. They are, they are planes of imagination, of thought and belief. They are not physical prairies or grasslands, but other dimensions. A look of confusion passes across his face. I... I... I understand. What the old man said is starting to make sense. Uh, excuse me. I, I must think this over. Uh, farewell. F farewell. Hmm. I wondered when it would hit him. One more keyless to be claimed by our signal. Yeah, poor sod. Barkis leans in close and whispers to you. I just thought I'd let you know. That gith over there has barely taken his eyes off you since you walked in. Peary blighters are common, but this one is different. It looks more like he can't help but look, despite himself. What did you say his name was again? Dagon. Consider subscribing to our Patreon or donating via our Ko-fi page. Links to both are in the description.